Every now and then we fall apart, and when we do, we need to know how to get out of the funk as fast as we can. So listen in as we share our top tips to help you. Welcome to the show. Five, four, three, two, one, lift off. Two women, one mission to break through the BS of business, money, and mindset. So you can live the life you desire and deserve sooner. Join Pauline Longden and Ray Brent as they keep breaking through the BS. Buckle up and hold on to your aura. Enjoy the ride. G'day listeners, this is Pauline Longden and Ray Brent and welcome back to Breaking Breaking Through Through the the BS. Hey Pauline. Hey Ray. Hey Pauline, what have we got on today's show? Well, I thought we're going to talk about something that affects a lot of us, and that is how to get out of a funk. A funky funk? No, not a funky funk, just a funk. We're not talking about funky town, we're just talking about maybe a a bit of a funk called depression, or just where you just feel a bit stuck, you know, like your get up and go is got Got up up and and gone. Gone, yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. Non-motivation. Yeah, exactly. So, um, because this is something that... I talk a lot about with my mentees and also people uh, just on Facebook, you know, people are going, oh, man, I've just got so much work to do and I, I've just spent the last two hours staring at the, you know, the blank screen in the flashing cursor and I just don't know how to get out of this. So I thought, well, because I give my information so freely in those kind of places, why not let our listeners in on some of our good old secrets as well, hey? Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Sounds like it's going to be a great idea. So I spent years in a funk called depression, and depression's a little bit different to this kind of funk that I'm talking about because depression is one of those things that you know that you want to be doing something, you just can't do it. There's just a, a disconnect between the doing and the wanting and the doing. Uh, but so... I learned some strategies from sitting in depression that did help me then when I wanted to learn how to get out of these little stuck moments. And one of the things that I, I do talk about with my mentees and, and people that I also, um, help out is that the worst thing that you can do is when you are unmotivated or you just can't get yourself getting up and going when you need to is to fight it. So, you know, most people will say, oh, that's right, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to fight this, I'm going to, by the end of the day, I'm going to have, you know, my article or my advertorial, whatever they're writing, I'm going to have that done or, you know, maybe, uh, I know that a lot of people who write non-fiction and fiction actually write by word count, so my goal today is to write 10,000 words. I'm not moving from this place until I've written 10,000 words and, you know, that's a big call, isn't it, Ray? Yeah, it's it's admirable. Yeah, but if you're stuck, you're stuck. And if you don't work out how to get yourself unstuck, you stay there and it affects your whole day. So I always say to people, well, what if you could actually do something for half an hour, like 30 minutes, that's going to get you unstuck so that you can then just clear the clear the way and get your work done by the end of the day? And they say, oh, well, how's that? And I know that this um, isn't entirely popular. I mean, because we're adults, we're not supposed to need naps, are we? 
<laughs> Not at all. But one of my big go-tos for, you know, when I get stuck in a rut or something when I'm you know, trying to do something is I, I call them recalibration naps. Yeah, they're not nana naps anymore. No, well, I don't call them nana naps. My nana kind of went to sleep and never woke up again, so <laughs> I'm a bit sensitive there. But, um, yeah, so I just call them recalibration naps because what I'm doing is I'm giving my brain the clear signal that, hey, We've got work to do. You're not playing well together. And what's happening is there is a a resistance or there's like your two parts of your brain are out of alignment with each other. You've got your conscious brain, you've got your subconscious or other people call it the unconscious brain, but they're the two parts that you have. Your conscious brain is try is looking at the cursor going, oh my God, I've got to have this in by the end of the day or I've got to write 10,000 words. It's never going to happen. Your subconscious mind is going like, shut up. I'm just trying to work out these last little bits and how we can patch them together and then I'll get it to you. And your sub, your conscious mind is going, come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, you know. And then what happens is your cortisol levels raise in your body because you're stressed. And as soon as your cortisol levels go up in your body, then your creativity is killed. Exactly. So, so it shuts up your subconscious mind. So what we want to do is to get your conscious mind out of the picture, however you can do that. So some of the ways that people do that is they'll, um, they'll watch a, a TV show, they'll go to the movies, they'll go for a walk, they'll walk the dog, have a nap. Um, bit of exercise. Bit of exercise. What we're doing is we're doing what the NLP is called a break state. We're just getting out of this state and we're moving into another state. Um, I like to use the, you know, the Aikido principle of, you know, it's the martial arts where, um, someone's coming to you with a force of like a punch and you actually, instead of resisting that and, um, countering that punch with a, an equal force to stop it, they actually fluidly move. Yeah. They, they redirect it. Yeah, they do. They redirect it. So I like to redirect that energy of stuckness into something that, you know, takes my mind off it. Um, I am a fan of a, a good old recalibration nap, but sometimes, because um, now I'm enjoying photography a lot more and I really adore macro photography because there's always something to take a photo of, I go outside with my camera and I just start shooting, you know, taking photos of things and that gets my conscious mind out of the picture for long enough for my subconscious mind to go, huzzah! I got I've it. got it. Let's go back. And then, you know, um, within that one hour that you would have just sat there determined and disciplined to get words on a page, in half an hour of me going out and taking photos, then I'm back at, back at my desk or if I've had a nap, half an hour I'm back at my desk and in that last half an hour I've blasted through and I've written some amazing copy or, or words on a page. So here's the thing. You can sit there for one whole hour and waste that stressing and worrying about that you're not hitting your deadline. We can get up, walk out, get refreshed, come back within half an hour, and you've still got half an hour of that hour left to do something. Yeah, you're basically finding something to do to reduce your stress levels so that you can then get back into that creative zone and come up with the the copy or the the words or whatever it is you you need to be doing and you you're more focused and you're more 
enlightened to um, be able to be creative. Exactly, yeah. You get yourself out of your own way, don't you? You do. Like, oh, step out of the way, you. Get out of the way, Longdon. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, other things that people do is they, t- they play instruments. I know a lot of copywriters that are musicians and they'll sit there with their guitar and just play a few chords and, you know, again, it's just taking the conscious mind and keeping it busy instead of, you know, it, it being like a hard taskmaster on your con- uh, subconscious mind going, you know, have we got that, you know, get that to me now. It's, it's kind of like externally think of like a boss that has just like been on your back and says, where's that report? Where's that report? I've got to hand it in now, blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, while they're doing that, they're interrupting your flow to get that task done. That's what is happening within our minds. There is a total disconnect and even a little bit of bullying. Our mm-hmm. conscious mind is such a, a hard taskmaster sometimes. But the thing is, is they need each other to work together to produce these results absolutely they're a team yes and they need to play together as a team yeah and that's why we wanted to share this today because it's no fun being stuck in a funk and also the other thing that i i tend to do and and this is where i think you know the term copywriting comes in is that sometimes i copy some of the writing that i've i've done before and i would just uh i i don't usually start with a blank page when i'm writing things I have notes or I maybe um, there's some bullets that I've used before that I like that I can just tweak and turn into great uh, bullets for whatever I'm writing. Headlines, you know, I'm taking some inspiration from the headlines and that's why everyone talks about having a good swipe file. The quality of the swipe file will determine the quality of the copy that you're actually um, you know, writing for people. What else? Um, what else can you do? Um, there's just find what works for you. I mean, I do like napping and I know a lot of people feel guilty about it, but what do you feel more guilty about having like a 20 minute nap or, or here's the thing about it. I'll say that you have the intention of having a 20 minute nap, <laughs> set an alarm, whatever to wake you up. I can guarantee you that once your conscious mind is out of the way, your subconscious mind will probably within five to ten minutes have the answer for you. So you won't get a 20-minute nap. So don't feel guilty about naps. Um, so people feel guilty about having a nap, but don't feel guilty about sitting there and wasting time for an hour struggling to solve a problem. And then at the end of the hour, they're no close to having it solved. Yeah, or, or worst-case scenario, at the end of the day, they've got nothing written exactly. and then they're feeling guilty that they missed a deadline. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I do. I mean, there was um, a week, a couple of weeks ago, that I had three sales letters to write and th- the week started, I had no idea of how it was going to work or how I was going get it, to get it done. So I basically, um, I just compartmentalized them you know, I said, okay, I'm going to well, do this pri- one first. Prioritize yeah. them. Pri- prioritize them first and compartmentalize. Said, I'm only working on this sales letter at a time. I'm not going to try to juggle all three because that's where you, you know, people talk about multitasking. Um, you do all three of them poorly or you do them one at a time well. And it's funny because I was saying to someone recently that I, I kind of know when I'm coming to the end of my writing period or the, the project 
because my subconscious mind starts to feed me ideas for the next job that I'm about to do. I really love that setup. My brain is so fantastic, helps me out all the time. But when I was during that week, it was high stress and there was, I was stuck on one piece of the copy. It just wasn't coming together very well. And I knew it was because I was trying to force it instead of being that Aikido thing of just flowing with the energy and making the energy do all of the work. I was resisting and I was trying to manipulate it and bend it to the way I wanted it to go. So I just went, you know what? (laughs) Off you go. Um, Go and have a nap. And within five minutes, I was up and back at my desk again because the problem was solved. I had got my conscious mind out of it and off I went and I finished the first um, sales letter in a couple of days. And then within another few days, I had the other sales letters done as well, which, you know, for a copywriter, that's phenomenal. I mean, most of us take, you know, a, about a week to do a sales letter. Some people like, I mean, I know Paris Lampropolis, my mentor, he takes like months to do a sales letter. But then again, the sales letter he writes will be a control for maybe up to 10 years. That, And when I say control, that means that other writers will try to go up against it to beat it, but they won't be able to beat it because he's so thorough in what he does. But um, whatever works for you, works for you um some some clients need things done yesterday and you've only got like depending on what client it is and your arrangement with them you know maybe they need a sales letter done in three days and you have to do it that's just all there is to it and that's what it comes down to uh, a b-class letter in the market is better than an a-class um letter in your head exactly yeah but also once it's in the market and you can get some test Mm -hmm. results yeah. Then you can see which bits are working and which bits aren't. So yeah. you can edit and tweak yeah. and then have that um, extra time to actually develop mm. what you've got. It's like a first draft. Yeah. Now you play with it and go, okay, this is the feedback I'm getting. I need to work on these areas or mm-hmm. um, strengthen up the offer or, or whatever. Yeah. See, um, one of the things that a lot of the classic copywriters used to say is you never hand in copy the day that you write it. And I totally agree with that because you need to percolate it and, and what they say, sleep on it. But let's um inst- instill some of the cat, you know, what cats do. I mean, cats are asleep more times during the day than they are actually awake. So what if we actually have a nap? Like look at our copy, have a nap, and then look at our copy again after a sleep and you'll be, you'll be able to see it with different Fre- eyes. Yeah, fresher eyes. Yeah. And so that's another coping strategy for getting yourself out of funks because sometimes I'll read my copy and I go, oh, man, uh, I forgot to do this or I, I haven't done this as well as I wanted. How can I get this better? I could sit at the computer for an hour, two hours, and start to edit it down and try to get it looking really good, but I'm going to struggle. Or I can go and just read through it, have a nap, get my subconscious mind, say, okay, how can I get this copy to be better? And my subconscious mind, when I sit at my computer after that nap, will then tell me, okay, this is how you need to say this sentence. It's genius. What it is, Ray, is we are with, when we're in these funks and we're in in these situations of um, low motivation and things, we are actually working to the strengths of our brains, knowing which one does what. And getting them to play well together instead of having that cavernous void between them and we're trying to fill it in with our own energy or we're trying to sort it. We don't have to do that. We just need to step out of the way and let them 
bridge that gap themselves. Absolutely, Pauline. Alrighty, so I've got nothing else to say about this. I'm a bit like Forrest Gump. That's all I got to say yeah. about that. Time for a nap. <laughs> yeah, it must be time for a nap. Maybe that's why my brain's like winding me down going, hey, Longdon, I've got work to do. Go and have a nap so then you're fresh. That's something I do too is in between tasks, if I've got jobs, different jobs for different clients on during a day, like I'm writing an article in the morning and then in the afternoon I'm starting on a, a new job like a, um, a sales letter or an email series, I will have a nap between them and that's why I call them recalibration naps. That way I can compartmentalize things and I signal to my brain, okay, what we were doing in the morning is done, now let's move on to the afternoon's activities. Yep. Yeah, and so there's that line of demarcation and uh, that's that way my brain doesn't interrupt me with other stuff for different jobs. I'm 100% on task. Yeah, well, it allows you to focus on that one task mm-hmm. and one task at a time. Yeah. And that doesn't matter if that's for five minutes, an hour, five hours. It allows your brain just to be focused on that one task get it done to the satisfaction or the level that you need to, and then you can move on and give your full attention to the next task. Exactly right. So good good point, Ray. Yeah, I like that because, as I said, you can do 100 million things or um, badly or you can just do one thing really well and so do one thing at a time. And that's why, I mean... I've had times that I've been juggling like there was one ridiculous week years ago um, when I think I had almost 20 jobs to do that week. They're all little tiny fiddly things though. It's like an email series for this, an article for that. A bit of editing. Yeah, a bit of editing, a Facebook ad for these people, blah, blah, blah. And they're all little such fiddly little things. And I, I, at the end of that week I actually burnt out. I didn't nap and I didn't take time out because I was so focused and panicking i wasn't stressed mate i was panicking yeah <laughs> and uh back then you didn't listen to me i didn't listen to anyone back then not even myself <laughs> <laughs> so you know i started work at like you know five thirty, six in the morning and went to like 11 o'clock that night it i just did what i needed to do and uh you know that's starting to talk about sitting is the modern day smoking it is so bad for our health and that's something that i used to get stuck you know, just sitting there for hours and hours a day trying to make things work. But I came across these little things, um, these little strategies, and they've helped me to be more productive and just more chilled about life. Yeah, another really good um, thing to do if you are in a partnership or you live with someone, um, bring them on board. Mm -hmm. Explain to them um, what you do and get them to listen to the podcast. Um, so that they know and then that way too they can see when you're starting to spin your wheels yeah. and go hey it's time for a nap or a break state yeah come with me get out of the office yeah exactly so you're basically bringing on an accountability buddy yeah exactly no and that that's exactly what you do for me and that helps it's like when was the last time you actually stood up pauline can't remember it was too long ago well stand up let's let's go for a walk or something yeah. Are they the pyjamas you wore a couple of days ago? Have you actually <laughs> even changed or showered yet? My God, you stink. <laughs> of success. <laughs> of success. But anyway, so hopefully we've helped you um, have some ideas about how to get yourself out of a funk or a low motivation um, zone. Um, and if you've got anything uh, that you want to comments or queries or anything, just 
leave them on the bottom of the show page or in the Facebook group. Excellent. Thank you for lending us your eardrums and we appreciate you and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye for now. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Come on over to BreakingThroughTheBS.com. That's BreakingThroughTheBS.com. And that's where you'll find all the episodes and all of the show notes. And remember, if you like the show, subscribe and leave a review. And let all your friends know about Breaking Through the BS. We'll catch you at the next show. Bye for now. <music>